0: Uh, barf (laughs) and it's like i do this thing where i say okay i'm gonna put all the other bad quarterbacks in a bag you get daniel jones or you get to reach into the bag what are you doing hello hello and welcome to a wounded episode of the pick and play show where leo and myself are gonna lick our wounds i think this raven season might actually be over uh we'll talk to leo about the titans and then we'll take a bevy through what we saw in week one and what we're looking forward to in week two let's hit that show there's only one beer left rappers screaming all in our ears like we're deaf tempt me do a number on a label beat up all the MCs and drink them under the table like it's on me Put it on my tab, kid. However you get there, foot it, cab it, it. You leave it on your face, forfeit. Across the mic, hold it like the heat, he might toss it. All right. Leo. Woof.
1: <laughs> Man. Man. <laughs> Woof. Honestly, at this point, I'm on number one pick watch. Mm.
0: <laughs> no, mm. all right.
1: That might be a little overdramatic, but damn, that was ugly.
0: Yeah. Uh, you guys couldn't get anything going. I um you know you you guys were one of the reasons I had some of my worst beats and you know since last year but a good bit of last year you and the 49ers really fucked me over on my bets I finished up on the week but you guys fucked me what was that you got defense couldn't do anything that's a problem that's exactly the same problem y'all had last year but your offense not being able to get anything going and the line being a sieve
1: Whew. Chandler Jones looked like a first ballot Hall of Famer out there. Yeah. That's not good. Taylor One. I mean, it was his first game coming back off of an ACL injury last year. He got injured midseason, so it hasn't even been a full year. I feel for him yep. because he starts his year off with Chandler Jones, who was very hungry. But no excuse. Oh, yeah. It looked terrible. It looked terrible. And really, I blame the play calling, to be honest. I, there's nothing you can do with Kyler Murray when he's healthy, when he's right. The Titans, they've struggled with that kind of quarterback for a few years now, I mean, last year the, they get eliminated by Lamar. Lamar breaks their back with that 50-some yard rushing touchdown. Yeah. Uh, the year before in the AFC Championship, Mahomes broke their back with a 20-some yard touchdown at the end of the first half to yep. to bring the game, you know, take the game out of reach. As they they struggle with that type of quarterback, so I wasn't that surprised to see that the offense just what the fuck was that. What the fuck was that? I saw a stat last night that said uh, last year the Titans ran uh, play action on, I want to say it was 60% of their offensive plays. And in week one, they ran play action 5%. They're telegraphing every play. And I know the new offensive coordinator, Todd Downing, is his first game in a couple years calling plays. But if I'm on my couch, I'm not any kind of NFL savant. I'm not a genius. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not... I'm not a wizard by any means, and I was sitting on my couch looking at the screen like, I know this is a Derrick Henry run on first down. So I know yeah. the Cardinals know it too. I know it. And and yeah. it just didn't work. It didn't work, man. So I, I blame the offense, to be honest. The defense was bad, but how do you expect the defense to stop Kyler Murray when they're on the field the whole game? Yeah. Uh, panic button yet? I'm not smashing it yet, but my hand is hovering above it already.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Week one, good thing to know. Uh, Teams are not as bad as you think they are. Teams are not as good as you think they are. Everything levels out over the first five weeks. So just everyone out there, you know, no need to panic yet. It can feel that way because you wait all this fucking time and you get to game one and your team lays a stinker and you're like, whoa, (laughs) that is bullshit. I've been waiting for nine months and you go out and get waxed game one.
1: That's exactly how I felt exactly how yeah
0: you're like this is bullshit you want to give up I'll tell everyone not to give up I think the offense the offense has too much on it to not work I am worried though that your defense is going to be bad we'll see but you know uh, that's just the way it is if it's bad last year and you start this year and it ain't that good there's time to make it gel um, remember, a lot of these teams really aren't going to get going till September ends, uh, and they get some chances to gel. There's going to be a lot of shuffling. As long as you don't sustain injuries, these teams will probably be okay. Um, let me flip over now. My team, Yeesh. the Ravens. Yeah, that was tough too. We've got a different. We've got a different issue. We're leaking. We're leaking bad. After the game, I said that was bad. It was ugly. The same thing. The offensive line was bad the same way it was last year, and that got us killed. Um, The defense couldn't get to the quarterback when it really needed to. It did pressure fine overall. I thought the offense kept the defense on the field way too much, just didn't really get it going, never hit its balance. Lamar was bad. The line was bad. The wide receivers were good. The tight end was bad. The running backs were good. The running backs really don't matter. Um But that line was so fucking bad. And I was like, you know, that kind of sucks. The game didn't go our way. They had all the momentum, season opening. Our defense had that stop at the end of the game to give the offense the ball back and a chance to make insane history didn't happen. Very disappointing. However, what I take away from all of that is actually what happened throughout the week. Since that game. And during that game, we lost Phillips, our starting uh, starting guard, He came out, which wasn't good because he was the backup right tackle for Villanueva, who was an absolute turnstile. New position for him, so could be expected, but, man, did he look bad. Well, since then, we lost another cornerback um, who played pretty well, Chris Westry. He is out, it looks like, for the season. And Ronnie Stanley, the left tackle who's coming back from shattering his ankle um, after going that first game where he didn't look right. He's not right. He is now going to be out. We don't know how long. So the Ravens have now lost seven starters on their team. Uh, they have three linemen already shuffling away around for this week. Uh, Villanueva will move to the left side. We will bring in a new right tackle. So Villanueva moves back to the side he was on. Uh, we have Kansas City this week. And here's the biggest problem for the Ravens. This isn't the AFC South. It's just not. It's a really fucking good division. And two of the teams in this division have top five pass rushing units in Cleveland and Pittsburgh. The injuries are now too much. You're down seven starters. I'm not hitting the panic button because there's seven teams and there's 17 games. There's time to make a wild card, and I'm really thinking the Ravens could get healthy towards the back half of this year. It's like kind of in the cards but it could also never happen. Um, the, I wasn't too worried about the injuries until Peters came and then the defense you can't lean on. And then as soon as we lost Phillips and Villanueva looked bad and now we lost Stanley, I don't really know what else you can do.
1: That all sounds very rough. I, I don't know how you guys are going to do for the rest of this first half of the season. Speaking just on Monday night, you know, despite all of that, there was still a chance There was still a glimmer yep. of hope there at the end But Lamar Sloppy performance yep. It was sloppy
0: Bad again yeah, that was- It was all the You know the Here's my biggest problem right now Is I'm not seeing year over year improvement Of the things we're not doing well I see us trying to accentuate our strengths I don't see us working on any of our weaknesses So um, It's now 18 months eight, I would say Three seasons of me watching a little bit of this Over and over again and I'm kind of at the point where I go, you know, we had that phenomenal run. We blew everyone out. Since then, everyone's adapted to us. And while we, you know, it's not like we're scoring 10 points, but this is a team that has more capabilities and it just doesn't quite seem to be able to figure that out. So uh we didn't make any coaching changes really this year a couple ancillary pieces that i was hoping would make more of an impact or maybe change a mental philosophy for the ravens but that doesn't look like it's happened um there's still tons of time so i'm going to give it a little bit uh we're going to go odin two against kansas city i did tweet this out and city's coming to town this week the spread was three and a half i already took it um it's now moved to four and a half uh this isn't going to be enough. This is not going to be a pretty game for Ra- the Ravens. The amount of injuries we have, um, Kansas City's getting healthy. and 2 looks very possible. Then with Detroit and Denver coming up, you get a little bit of time to regroup. But uh, th- there was a year with Joe Flacco where uh, we lost to the Bears, and the game was like 17-13. And I just was so fucking sick of seeing the same thing over and over again that as the game was happening I was like everyone's like, nah, this is a game we'll pull out, we'll pull out, this is a this is a good game, you know, we're gonna pull this one out. We're gonna write the ship. And I was like, I just don't think we are. And what ended up happening is they beat us and, and we didn't make the playoffs that year. This year has a lot of the same feeling you lose a couple injuries your team's not able to overcome them they're coached up to where they can coached up and there's no more levers to pull and uh, the reason why I'm a little close to the panic button and I think other teams that have title hope should be is the injuries are just too much
1: so I think at this point for me as a neutral fan who doesn't care if you guys win or lose I'm waiting to see what happens when Rashad Bateman's out there. I think that Lamar has always needed that receiver that allows him some room for error, and I don't think he's had that guy yet, and I am hoping that Bateman can be that guy, and I think that the Ravens offense could look different if they had that guy. So I'm just waiting to see what Bateman looks like.
0: And, that, and that's that, that second half revival I'm talking about. When Bateman comes back, Stanley could come back and you go, hey, look, we haven't played many of our division games. We've got plenty to go. We're healthier now than we have been. Let's roll. The problem is if you take any more injuries between now and then, you know, you're going to get ripped up. All right, so let's talk about let's go to round table real quick about some of the games this weekend. I've got my notes. We're not going to hit every single game, uh, but we'll kind of touch on them. And Leo, give me your thoughts. if You watched them or not? I had four TVs set up in my house with Game Pass on a couple of them, so uh, we were watching all of it. I, I rewatched some of it. Uh, let's. We already talked about the big one, Tennessee, Arizona. Let's talk about my favorite bet going down the tube. Uh, Houston to go winless. <laughs> they and they they get they beat the brakes off of Jacksonville, and I got to tell you, I think both these teams are going to be bad. I, I didn't realize that Jacksonville would look as bad as they did. It wasn't just that Trevor Lawrence threw some uneducated rookie moves, which happens, right? I didn't expect him to come from Houston, but game one really unprepared by Meyer. No way Meyer's really protecting uh, that guy and doing what's best for him. What were your thoughts?
1: (laughs) laughing is that that was my thought watching that (laughs) it was comedy it was comedy to be at the tyrod taylor to brandon cook's connection looked amazing Oh my! it looked amazing i I don't know why it looked amazing but hey that the whole jacksonville sleeper thing now i know we already walked it back we already walked it it back back. but damn that looks terrible right now
0: (laughs) oh man they you know when they went one in 15 last year you're now i'm not looking at being like yeah no this all actually makes sense like this is just a bad bad team and a bad organization that can't get it in line uh I'll, i'll recalibrate that loss hurt me but nothing major uh notes from the washington game with the chargers chargers actually blew a lot of opportunity this game so Chargers are a team that you're going to look at the final score and be like, oh, the offense really didn't get going. 377 yards for Herbert. They they had costly turnovers. They had dropped passes. Seven drops in the game. So, I think the Chargers are going to be better than than they presented themselves. Washington loses Fitzpatrick though. Yeah, um, I felt bad for Fitz I, on that one. Dislocated. Oh my god! Did like you watch it? Killer. Yes. Oh, man, you knew, too. When he got hit, you're like, <laughs> yikes. He just And he stayed down. like He was like, Go. Oh. look, he looked like he shit himself. Yeah. Um, it looked bad. Yeah. Uh, and they had to scrape him off. Dislocating um, a hip, but,
1: that's one of those injuries. Like, I can't. Bro, I, the torn ACL, yeah. torn bias, give me all of those before
0: a dislocated hip. I, hip, I know. Ah, Jesus Christ. Leg pop out? What the fuck? Ugh. Uh. Ugh, that's just disgusting shit. Um but Heineke's going to be in they play tonight. Uh let's stop there. Uh actually you know what? Let's cover the Giants game real quick. Uh and then we'll jump into the Thursday night game in the middle of this little breakup. Um so the Giants played Denver in a game that I nailed ugly fucking game. Ugly fucking Teddy game. Two Gloves. Did you watch this game? No, I I did yeah, not. This yeah. was one of those like yeah. I
1: saw it on Red Zone but I didn't spend any time watching it.
0: Yeah. It was an ugly game. Daniel Jones, I said this in the preseason. I don't know how anybody goes into the season being like, that's my fucking dude. But, barf. <laughs> I mean, uh, barf. <laughs> and it's like, I do this thing where I say, okay, I'm going to put all the other bad quarterbacks in the bag. You get Daniel Jones. Or, you get to reach into the bag. What are you doing? I'm reaching into the bag. And everyone's... Uh, everyone reaches into With the bag. With both hands. I'm... With both you, you're like, yeah, exactly. I'm going into the goddamn bag. Like, if I put Tyrod Taylor, Teddy Two Gloves, um, Marcus Mariota, uh, Sam Darnold in a bag, and I shake them up, and then I go, or, and Case Keenum, I'll throw that guy in there. Or, you can take Daniel Jones. No one's taking Daniel Jones. No one. So that leads us to tonight's game, a battle of an unknown quarterback in Heineke, and Daniel Jones. Uh, The spread on this game is Washington giving up three and a half. The over is 40. Yuck. Leo, who's winning tonight?
1: So I saw a tweet before we started here that said that, uh, I think it was from Field Gates, he said that Daniel Jones is undefeated against the Washington football team for his career and has also never won in prime time so <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah uh f- oh four and oh against washington Zero and five in prime time that's some andy dalton shit
1: yeah i'm gonna go with washington
0: <laughs> yeah so washington's minus three and a half here uh i like i don't really I'm, I'm very cautious on all of it so here's what i did i don't think that either of these teams it's a division game they're gonna play each other ugly Washington breaking in a new quarterback has everything else working for it. The Gi- Giants have a stout defense that's fundamentally sound. Okay, what do we get? An ugly goddamn game. We are in for an ugly fucking game. I'm gonna do a teaser. We'll do a two-team seven-point teaser, so you're getting up a little bit of extra juice. But you go Giants plus ten and a half and under forty-seven. Twenty-one, twenty-three. You're a winner. 24 it's 47 and a half also so twenty-four, twenty-three, winner and, and and anything in between you basically win anything that hits the under range, you're gonna hit what do you think about that
1: yeah i think i would put a little taste on that
0: I think, it, I think it's a sound. I don't really have much else for this game. You got anything to look for fantasy value in here? This was
1: one of those games, actually, that I would normally ignore if this game was on a Sunday. And I, I didn't yeah, plan on time. putting too much investment into that game tonight. You know, I'd maybe throw it on while I do something else. And then I realized that I have Antonio Gibson in like three fantasy leagues. So I, I'm kind of glued to this one now.
0: Okay, fantasy league. We're gonna detour again. Then we'll then we'll. Cut oh, here the we rest go. Here we go. Oh, your boy lit your league on fire. I fucking wrecked everyone. Oh man, I had a great yeah, week. Yeah, you came out with a nice 150
1: I... piece, huh?
0: Yeah, I did two two hundred. I I had two hundred points. I think the next closest was like 180. Um, I actually had a trade, and I was gonna save uh save it for the pod to look at. I haven't looked at it yet. Do you send it to me? I
1: don't think I sent you anything. No and everyone wants a piece of the king. Uh let's see. So while you wait there, Whoa, uh, uh, I'm just a terrible performance by almost every fantasy team that I have. Not even just in our league, I think across like four leagues. I think I might have got one win. R- very rough week one. My Sunday was terrible watching all my fantasy players do nothing and watching my actual team do even less than my fantasy teams.
0: Yeah, uh My fancy – I'll tell you this. For whatever reason, I gamble. I'm way better at gambling and way better at fancy football when the Ravens are out of it because I just devote so much time to the Ravens that I lose time that I should be spending elsewhere. So, you know, if the Ravens go in the tank, I might be in for one of my better seasons. Uh, But uh, uh, Richard Kukamaka, he is trying to get Jarvis Landry from me for Odell Beckham. And who the hell is this? Ola de May, Zach Zachias That's a bold move Trading yeah, the better Cleveland out. receiver I uh, know And it's a keeper league um, I do have a soft spot for Jarvis Landry You love Jarvis Landry I know I do I just Jarvis got him in a trade So I will have essentially traded Just if I were to pull this trigger I will have traded Javante Williams For Jarvis Landry uh, I think it was Chris Herndon and then a first round pick, and we'll have flipped Jarvis Landry from that trade into Odell Beckham and Zacchaeus. That would that's disgusting. Uh the other thing is I hate Odell Beckham, so I don't think I'm gonna do this. Oh if you're listening, Curveball, I, I don't think I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take a look at it. But I like Landry, everyone knows that. I will ride my boy Landry. Hey uh, Odell Beckham, we don't know when he's playing, and if he gets traded to another team, I'll sure I'll regret it when I'm taking Odell be- with taking Landry playing on the Browns for twenty years when he's getting eighty receptions, uh, eight receptions, eighty yards. It touched on every other. But if you weren't a Ravens fan, I would buy you a
1: Jarvis Landry jersey. But I know that's like blasphemy, so I I won't do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. I I don't, dude. I there are a couple players that I just think show up and fucking work every week and don't get any national attention, and I don't get it. And he leads that bandwagon for me. You don't ever hear him about him in the media. You never hear anything about him being a bad teammate. He just goes out every week, performs like a number one when he has to, plays his role quietly if he needs to. He's a team player. He blocks for people downfield. The guy doesn't drop passes. There's nothing to not like about Jarvis Landry. He's just not flashy. So I I, I, I gush about a Browns player. I take the Browns in every fucking wins league that I'm in. I got to get off him. I got to get off him. All right, next game. Let's flip through. uh, Let's flip through. I just want to talk about a couple more. Cincy, Minnesota. I got really nothing there. Oh, my God. Minnesota might be terrible. Yeah.
1: Honestly, the biggest takeaway from that game was kind of how good Joe Burrow looked to me. uh, Because he tore tore his whole knee up less than a year ago. And so I kind of expected him to start slow. uh, But no, he came out there. He was firing them things off.
0: He he looked like
1: he was Uh, very happy to have Jamar Chase.
0: Yeah, he looked good. I think Minnesota looked bad. We'll see. They they, they rotate through players. Um, Pittsburgh-Buffalo this week. Um, I was on Pittsburgh. I took the under. I mean, I took the over. I got burnt on it like a goofball. Uh, so I had both sides of it. But Pittsburgh holds its own. Josh Allen returns to earth. So can't kill me. Can't kill <laughs> Pittsburgh me. Pittsburgh
1: was actually my pick as well. I mean, I, I put a little bit on him. And it paid off, and then yeah. I wish that I put a lot of it on them. But <laughs> I'll take the little game that I got. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Ben. I saw that he had the quickest time to release the ball in the league on yep. in, in week one. And I kind of wonder what that means for the offense long term. But so far, so good. I guess you can't complain if you beat the team that everyone's saying penciling
0: into the AFC Championship. Pittsburgh has the number one defense in the NFL. Make sure you note that. They are exceptionally good. They will do this to a lot of teams this year. They win a lot of ugly games. Um, Big Ben is Big Ben's line is terrible. Najee Harris got hit in the backfield all the time. That's why the running back thing isn't that important when the DNs are hitting him in the backfield. Uh, but this Pittsburgh Steelers team is going to be feisty, just like they were last year, when a bunch of games are not supposed to. And I think as the season goes on, the game starts wearing down, players start getting hurt. Just like everywhere else, they don't. They have a lot of top end talent. Once that erodes, they don't have much underneath it. It's a problem every team deals with. We'll see how they hold up this year. Go
1: buy Deontay Johnson in fantasy if you still can. Yeah,
0: <laughs> do it now. Only a, only two games left that I really. think. Well, there's three really. There's another. There's three lines left I want to talk about. Um, Kansas City New England. I think I pegged that perfectly. I think I think I got everything about that game right.
1: Kansas City New England. Kansas City-Cleveland? Kansas City-Cleveland.
0: Yeah. yeah, Kansas City-Cleveland. I think I got everything that Cleveland would have their way offensively. I thought Kansas City would win the game. The six and a half covered easily. They get overhit. I think I pegged that game perfectly. Everything I thought happened happened. I
1: feel like the popular opinion since that game happened has been to give Cleveland a nice little pat on the back and say good job. But I kind of feel the opposite way. They were in control of the entire game from we're start to finish, and then they blew it at the end. I, that would hurt. If if I, was a Cleveland, uh, if I was on Cleveland, if I was a Cleveland fan, I wouldn't feel good about that loss. You had them, and then you let it slip away.
0: I'm going to talk some massive shit against Cleveland right now. Oh, go ahead. Let Here me sit it is. back. Cleveland, no one watches you in the national media to the point That they don't even realize this is as Cleveland as a loss as it gets, guys. This isn't a moral win. This is who you are. You always get here. You get up there. You think you're full of yourself. You have the game in hand. And what do you do? Your punter fucks up. Your star running back fumbles. And then as the game ends, the sugar boy, Baker Mayfield, he drops back the pass and he's just trying to get the ball out of bounds. Just out of bounds. But he doesn't. And once again, he throws a pick as time's going to expire and Kansas City kneels. And you get to get patted on the back by the media. The media doesn't pay attention to you. Because, as Leo just said, this is who you are. This is the most Cleveland thing ever. You have the game in hand. You just have a bunch of real stupid fucking plays in between where you cough it over. This is your whole existence. This isn't better. So you competed with a big team. Who cares? You've done that before. You've never beaten them. Congratulations, Cleveland. You're Cleveland. That's it. You're fucking Cleveland. So... You know, I think it's pathetic all the way around. I love what Cleveland did. Then they just passed the ball over to Kansas City, losing the game with really stupid turnover after really stupid turnover. You haven't changed a bit, Cleveland. You're still fucking Cleveland. So you got to get over that first.
1: They had a lead in the fourth quarter, and the punter botched this snap and ended up taking a very, very, very bad loss. And in that exact moment, I said they're cooked that's it right there Yeah, of course
0: here comes Cleveland here comes Cleveland your star punter that you all fucking love here comes Cleveland yeah I what a what a fucking joke uh I I think Cleveland's gonna have a good year but this is not a moral victory and any pundit who says that has never watched Cleveland so once again pack that in your fucking hat because y'all suck so you always suck you always turn the game over until you don't i'll see it and don't point to me pittsburgh last year you called them a fraud let's see you do it in a real game you might beat baltimore this year we're banged up go fuck yourself okay uh two more games i want to talk about miami new england very interesting thing here with miami new england uh, neither team scored, neither team looked good offensively, and all of the hoopla for Mac Jones doesn't make any sense. I've never seen someone get more packs on the bat for 14 points. <laughs> I
1: thought that they looked all right. right. I, mean, I didn't think that they looked too. Oof. It was an improvement over last year, I thought.
0: In L to Miami is what they do every year, technically. Uh, I think I put that in that ranking that they're going to win and lose with them, and it's going to be weird. But they look good? Ugh. I don't think either team I, looked I, I good. Say good. I think the defenses it looked just good. looked better
1: than last year. But I mean, didn't you expect okay. this okay. to be a low-scoring game at New England and Miami? They're both one of the better defenses in the league, so I, I didn't expect this to be a thirty-some point game. Uh, I think I got exactly what I expected out of this one.
0: Okay, I, I had the under, so I'm on board with you. I just. You know, I didn't think anyone looked good. I think the team, the, the game would be ugly, and that's what we got. Uh, last game of the week is only really important to talk about because one of the star quarterbacks, the reigning MVP, I don't even know if he went to Florida. Yes. Aaron Rodgers decides to no show against New Orleans. I, I did talk about New Orleans being feisty um they have a great offensive line great defense line but that was purely aaron Rodgers not giving a fuck and you could tell it um it's going to be tough to evaluate the saints or green bay know that the saints are going to be feisty this year they're just not going to be able to get up and go with the best teams uh but they're going to be fucking feisty in a rebuild year and that's that's encouraging uh but green bay is going to be like this all year luckily the division no one in that division won a game
1: I don't think that I've ever seen a football player on the sidelines look as much like they didn't (laughs) give like a single fuck about what was happening. None. uh, Until I saw Aaron Rodgers. You could see it on his face. He was like, yo, get me out of here. Get me the fuck out of here!
0: <laughs> I'm done. He
1: was so fucking. Do you pissed. put any stock into the fact that uh, they say that New Orleans they knew that and they knew Aaron Rodgers' record in Florida? I guess Aaron Rodgers is fucking yeah. terrible in Florida, and maybe he can't deal with that humidity. Do you put any stock into that?
0: Mm, uh, mm, a little bit, but at the same time, because Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers, doesn't give a fuck. You can't make him. Okay, that's who he was. So, here's my journey with Aaron Rodgers over the last uh, two years. Two years ago, I went, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's cooked. He's disinterested is how I put it, and he had a terrible year. The next year, there was a bunch of contract talk, and I was like, if he's motivated, he could win the MVP, and I put money on that. This year, when we came into it, I thought we would have a disinterested Aaron Rodgers or a completely locked-in Aaron Rodgers, but we would know where we're at. So far, we have a disinterested Aaron Rodgers. Anything is possible he won't panic. You remember that whole relax thing? At some point in time, he's going to make this franchise realize how much they just need him again. He's going to show it off, and he's going to beat the teams he needs to beat when he needs to beat them. So No
1: concern, then.
0: Not panicking. No concern right now. I, like, on the team, like, if I have a concern ranking, who's at the top and who's at the bottom, he's not on it. I respect it. So, yep. So, I think they're good. All right, let's fast forward. Yeah. Um, and we are going to look at a couple games that I think stand out here. We talked about the Thursday night game. Here's here's what I've got as as highlights. You tell me if I miss any game as we go through here. Buffalo-Miami division game. Buffalo is 0-1, Miami 1-0. and 0. Miami wins this game. They move to 2-0, and, and people start questioning the Buffalo Bills. What are your thoughts?
1: I like the under. Uh, I'm not sure what the under is, Ooh, but I think I'm going to like the under. Yeah, I like the under.
0: Okay. 48. Wow. Interesting. Um, I, I'm really not too, too sure what we're going to see here. I'm going to be glued to the TV though. Glued to this game. Uh, this is going to be telling, I think the Miami plus three and a half. It's a little interesting. Um, is Buffalo's defense that good or is Pittsburgh's offense that bad is the question remaining. We know Pittsburgh's defense is that good. So that will be something to watch. I'm going to tell you this right now. Here's where I'm leaning. I'm looking at Buffalo minus three and a half at Miami. I think it's going to be a hot, muggy game. I'll have to watch the weather. If it's in the 80s, it might change my view. I don't think y'all dealing with 80s down there, right? You're still dealing with 95. Oh no, it's hot shit. as shit outside. Hot as shit. Okay, so it's going to be hot as fuck. You're going to go. Buffalo's going to go down there uh, from playing in a more temperate. It's going to be tough for them. Uh, the 48, I think, is. Uh, I think the 48's a little high, but right now that's a stay away for me as a watcher. Uh, I'm gonna I would take Miami plus three and a half, but honestly, that's gonna be a game I don't see. I just
1: in. see one of those games where Miami's offense can't really get it going, but the defense keeps them in the game, and that's why I like the under. I don't see Buffalo hanging thirty on them.
0: Yeah, I don't really either. I I just. Buffalo going 0 2 is definitely interesting. Um, next game that I think has any. Now, week one had a ton of great storylines. Week two here really does not. The next game that has any storyline, Las Vegas versus Pittsburgh. The Raiders actually play Pittsburgh tough. They're going to Pittsburgh. This is going to be, I think, a better game because it's a matchup of does that pass rush that Vegas showed up with last week carry into Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's going to be relentless on Derek Carr, Derek Carr on the road. Uh, Pittsburgh's giving up 4.5. The over-under is 48. I'm real tempted to take a two-part teaser here with seven points, move Pittsburgh to plus one and a half, and then go over, make the game 55 and say the game's going to go under 55. So 31, 30, 25, I'm a winner. So I think that's that might be where I park my car.
1: I'm not sure about over-under on this, but I am sure that I like Pittsburgh with however much. I think this is a double-digit Pittsburgh victory.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, New England, the Jets. Only reason it's important is uh, if the Jets can somehow pull this upset. Any chance of that this week?
1: New Orleans and the Jets. N-
0: New England
1: against oh, New the England. Jets. Uh, I would say there's a chance you can't rule it out because I don't think that New England is the type of team that's going to score a lot of points. So any team that's a low scoring offense, I think you got to at least give them a shot. That being said, I fully expect New England to get the W here. Battle of the rookie quarterbacks. Yep. It's Mac versus Zach, and I like Mac.
0: <laughs> Smack versus Zach. Um, one quick note on Zach Wilson I said before the year that he would be un- we would really be unable to judge him because of how bad this team is around him they just lost their left tackle I think that's gonna hold true he looks good at times but he can't get anything done with that team
1: what I would look for with the Jets at least while they're missing their left tackle the men's gonna have to get the ball out quickly so Slot yeah, option at Jamison Crowder might be a good fantasy option. He's probably available in your league right now. Uh
0: I think I have him in our league. <laughs> a fucking course you funny. do. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say my strategy for drafting is I take all my starters and then everyone else is like long shots, um, and that's always kind of how I build my team. So I don't normally play the. The waiver wire? No, I do not have him in that league. I've got Mitchell though, which is you. You, I think you were. Yeah, Elijah him. Mitchell's looking um, tasty
1: right now with Mostert hurt again.
0: Crowder is an awesome fantasy pickup. No one talks about him, but that dude can get going with like eight. If you're in a PPR league, he's like one of the reasons I like Landry. The guy never makes a big flashy play, but like every second and eight, third and ten, you know who's getting the ball? Crowder and Landry. And they're just going to have eight catches for 80 yards. And every once in a while, they do that with a touchdown. You're like, nice 24. Like, you, they're just never going to disappoint you. They're the quarterback's, like, outlet. Uh, so, that's a great, great, great call with Jamison Crowder there. A uh, little sneaky play, someone that, that uh, you may be able to get, right. get a couple fancy points. Jamison Crowder, worth he's
1: bunch. one of those guys where you look at his box score and you're like, what the fuck? Like, that's, that's yeah, what that guy's doing?
0: Yeah. Yep. It's funny. It, his, it, he's never at the top on receiving yards, but at the end of the year, you're like, whoa, he leads the team in receiving yards? And you're like, it's Mr. Consistent. Um, all right, I got two more. Uh, um, so, yeah, I, I think the crowd is always just a good a good little piece to have. Uh, I got basically one more game here on the early slate, and then we got to talk about your team, and then we got to talk about my team. So, Dallas and Los Angeles Chargers. I think this is going to be a awesome, awesome slobber knocker, f- like 35, 42 game. I think this game could get absolutely wonderful. What is your take?
1: That is my exact take. I'm expecting like 70-some, 80 points in this game. If it's not that, I'm going to be very disappointed. I want to see Justin Herbert throwing 80-yard bombs to Keenan Allen. Then I want Dak to jump on the field and throw one to CD. That's what I want to see. I want to see these two teams just haymaker after haymaker. I really hope that the Chargers defense isn't too good to allow that to happen. I'm praying because I want that shootout.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to get the shootout. Uh, I think this is a game that's going to turn ugly. Uh, San, San Diego, Jesus. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I, I will say this about them. Little disappointed. A little disappointed in kind of, not to say their performance, but uh, their offensive philosophy isn't as gung ho as I thought it would be. Herbert still had to bail them out at a bunch of third downs and drops killed him. I need that offense to flip and go, we're going to Herbert first and Eckler second. This is what you get with a defensive-minded coach. It's just how they tick. They look at mitigating losses instead of trying to maximize gains. So uh, it's tough, but but we'll see. I think that the Chargers and Dallas are going to shoot the lights out in the stadium, and I think it'll be great. Okay. You see
1: the uh, injury in Dallas
0: today? Uh, was it um, DeMar- Demarcus Lawrence?
1: Yeah, Demarcus Lawrence out a couple months. So their best pass rusher is done. Herbert should have some time to cook back
0: there. They're going to cook. Uh, the Chargers line is great also. So a lot of people are like, oh, the Washington offensive defensive line kind of underperformed. I'm like, first, it's young. Um, well, that's a double entendre. Their best player is young. Uh, but their whole team is young in age. And so th- they're going to need time to get going, and the Chargers line is good. No more running. Tennessee, Seattle. 0-2, 1-1. and Give it to me.
1: Man, to be honest,
0: 0-2. Yep.
1: Like, what we were saying earlier is that this is the exact type of quarterback that they struggle with, and they get two of them back-to-back. Like, yep. First, it's Kyler Murray. Now we're going to deal with Russell, who I don't think is as much of a threat to take off and really kill you uh, on the run, but he can do the same thing avoiding the pass rush, running around, making a play, the exact thing that the Titans cannot deal with in any way, shape, or form because they don't have elite speed on defense. I I hate to say it, but I fully expect Russ to do almost exactly what Kyler did last week, and we'll see if the offense can make it a show, but hopes aren't high right now.
0: No, I'm going to tell you this. I I was uh, one of my bigger plays. I should have made it more public, but I don't know why I got scared, but Seattle and Indy was just, I said it on Twitter, it was a sneaky, in-your-face, Look, no one's looking at me. No one's looking at me. But it was the best bet of the day. It was easy. It was never in doubt. Although Denver Giants was pretty easy too. The the Seattle Seahawks are great to start the year. And you're going to go there and your defense doesn't look good. I think this game's going over, although last week you guys fucked me on your over, scoring nothing some fucking how. That that escapes me. Seattle Seattle did Seattle did get all fucking over. All over Carson Wentz. Now that is a theme wherever Carson Wentz has been. Now it's two spots that the guy just holds the ball too long. But 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 they did get after him. You're gonna to have to go there on a the road after playing at home and giving up all those rushes, which normally happens on the road.
1: The only glimmer of hope is that Mike Vrabel coached teams, which is just the Titans. Yeah. Uh, they are, I believe, six, either 5-0 and or 6-0 and after double-digit losses. So this team does bounce back well after being punched in the fucking mouth. Let's just hope that that's the team that we get this week.
0: And then we're going to transition uh, to the burial at sea. Uh, I have Kansas City plus—I have Kansas City minus 3.5 already. Uh, The Baltimore Ravens will be starting three linemen in different positions this week. Kansas City will get back Tyron Matthew, and they get their pass rusher, Clank Clark, back. Uh, We've not been able to beat them, and we've had them on the ropes a few times. I think this is that cascade. They just dog walk us the whole night
1: yeah I'm one hundred percent in agreement with you. I think that Kansas City's about to blow you guys out of the water. Uh, yeah. I think it's gonna be ugly.
0: I do too. The only thing I'm hoping for is that that Kansas City offensive line we can get to Mahomes early and maybe create something. That's like it. But man, our offense is just mm-hmm. bad, 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 bad. We just lost another corner, so we're down two of our five corners. We're down two of our five linemen. We're down one of our three linebackers. We're down one of our two wide, two wide receivers, depending where you want to put Bateman. uh huh huh, huh Hugley, um, And our defensive line, Derek Wolf, hasn't played. So we'll see. Um, I'm hoping for an upset, but I'm also ready to watch this game and be like, bring on the pain train. Um, <laughs> you know, like, just bring it on. So um, correct
1: me if I'm wrong. Marcus Peters was the corner that you guys would put on the faster guys, right? Marlon Humphrey Uh, deals
0: with this. It really depends. Marlon Humphrey, uh, here's the truth. Marlon Humphrey can play anybody. Um, He's better on your physical corners because your physical wide receivers, Marlon Humphrey's going to eat up because he's going to be more physical than you. Um, That is a lunch pail go to fucking work guy. God, I love him. Uh, Marcus Peters plays better on the finesse wide receivers he will be physical. He'll jaw at them the whole time. He can work on them differently. He does not want the contact. Uh, so, like, A.J. Brown, you would go with Humphrey. He, I mean, he's your best guy, but he's a physical wide receiver. Whereas right. Julio Jones, he'd get Marcus Peters. Like, So, it's a so I'm thinking that space. this is
1: going to be a big week for Tyreek. Because Tyreek yeah, yeah. doesn't want you to get his hands on He's trying to keep your hands off and run right by you. And so, I he, think that he's going to have a massive game.
0: I think they're going to try to double him all night, and they're going to put Humphrey on Kelsey a lot. Ooh.
1: It should be an interesting matchup. I mean, at least until they run away with it. I'm I'm going to put it on my TV. I can't promise it's going to be entertaining the whole time, but it'll be on for sure. I'll be watching it.
0: I think the Raiders actually have a decent offensive line, and at home, they were cadenced up. We got to... One thing I will say, we did get a lot of pressures, although it didn't feel like it at times on Derek Carr. We sacked him three times, and if you get three sacks a game – You average it out the end of the year, you're going to be in the tops and sacks in the NFL. So your pressure rate's going to be there. We do get it. It's just the offense never bailed us out, and a lot of people felt like the defense needed to. The truth was the offense just didn't bail you out. I know people are going to say you had fourth-quarter leads, but what you don't really look at is understand how much time the defense is on the field um, and really losing players and getting exposed a little bit to, to the schemes and not being able to adjust. Um but I think it's just going to be if this Ravens defense can get to Patrick Mahomes a few times. But I just I just don't know. I think it's going to be a little bit of bloodbath. Um, did you watch the Peyton Manning broadcast of that game?
1: I didn't, man. And I'm, I kind of regret that I didn't because I saw a lot of people saying it was amazing. I just was too lazy to go change the channel and go to the Eli yeah. and, uh, and Peyton broadcast. But I'll tell you, this week I
0: will be watching that one. If my team wasn't playing, I would have been watching it. So part of the problem is they talk over the game a little bit, and if you're interested in watching your team play, then that broadcast was kind of like... uh The whole screen isn't your game. The screen was like Eli and their guests. And so you're looking at your screen. You're like, I got to lean in to watch the fucking, uh, the watch the game. So it's a good thing if you're looking to more be entertained and to uh, like, uh, they had great insights. Uh, An insight they both said was that there's no such thing as halftime adjustments. Mm, They said there's no such thing. They say 15 minutes is not enough time to really readjust your game plan. You may go with a different route of your game plan, uh, but there's really no such thing in that 15 minutes is halftime adjustment. Everyone's in there getting medical work done. Uh, Coaches are checking on players. Coaches are checking on certain things. You may be able to make some small in-game adjustments, but the idea that you come back with a new philosophy, um, he's like it's more overstated. They, they they both said it's more overstated than it really is. Sometimes it can happen, but but normally you already practiced it, and at halftime you switch over to it. So it's not it's not it's just not the same as like saying okay we're throwing all that out. You know it just doesn't happen as often as they they talk about it. So it is it's pretty informative like a, a little snippet.
1: Yeah, this Monday we got Green Bay in Detroit, and I couldn't give a flying Perfect. fuck about either of those franchises. Perfect. So yeah. I will be checking out that broadcast
0: yeah and I think that's what it's for I think that's it's bread and butter spot is you're like okay I don't really care too much about this game if you care about the game you I did find that like I started with that and I was like I need the game I need to be watching the game where like they're, they're talking about all kinds of shit and it's great way better to watch a game with people kind of like podcast forming shooting the shit about it but being very informative so I enjoyed it I enjoyed it I think it's something people should check out um any any parting thoughts? I think we wrapped up everything pretty well.
1: <laughs> I don't have any NFL parting thoughts, but I have a uh, I have a Kobe legend to share with you as we get Ooh, out of here. Let's let's do it. So, you know, since Kobe's passing, I think it's it's kind of cool that you've started to see people come out and tell the stories of you know their interactions oh, yeah. with Kobe and you know just the stories the memories that they have with him right so the one that i saw today was that apparently Kobe Bryant used to play Michael Myers theme song as his pregame <laughs> pump up music <laughs> that is because of fucking chorus. Kobe Bryant used yeah. to listen to Michael Myers
0: holy shit <laughs> holy shit just fucking listening to the Halloween that Michael yeah, Myers the fucking Jesus. yeah i bet he did though the guy's a psychopath I mean, just locked crazy. in. He just wanted. He just wanted to be his best and beat the shit out of you. He Wanted to do both. Um, all right. So tonight, parlay, Giants, Washington, Giants plus ten and a half, under forty seven and a half. I went eight and seven last week because I doubled down on the Ravens. If the Ravens hadn't have fucked me over, I would have been ten and five in units. Instead, I finished eight and seven. So we'll see what happens. Um, take us away.
1: All right. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pick and Play Show. For the boy Gordo, my name is Leo. As always, make sure you rate, subscribe, review, but most importantly, share with a friend. We're trying to grow this thing as big as possible, and we can't do that unless you guys are sharing. So until next week, take it easy.
0: There's only one beer left. Rappers screaming all in our ears like we're deaf. Tempt me. Do a number on a label. Beat up all the MCs and drink them under the table like it's on me. Put it on my tab, kid, however you get there, foot it, cab it, high it, you leave it on your face, forfeit, Across the mic, hold it like the heat, he might toss it, told her, tell him they stole it, he told her he lost it, she told him get off it and a bunch of other more Just get